Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning and welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, uh, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. Uh, we're promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming, as well as empowering you, our listeners, to knowing, being, doing, and impacting the world around you. Good morning on twelve twelve twelve. <laughs> We're gonna have a little fun, light fun with that uh, throughout the show, or at least at the beginning of the show. But I want to talk about you know bad preachers. Well, not really bad preachers, but it, it, it seems like a, a lot of crazy. Preachers being crazy, you know. Uh, so we're gonna talk about bad pastor news of the week, um, as well as uh, get into uh, many other little topics. That uh, whatever we, you know, we're just gonna be winging it a little bit today. So before we do all that, let's go to the Lord in prayer, as always. Father, we want to thank you for the day. We thank you for another opportunity to do the show. We just ask that you will bless, oh God, the listeners, myself and others, that we will all be empowered to share in your love and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Chat room is up and running. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. Uh, simply two way, uh, several ways to do it. First way, primary way, call in. 347-237-1... 347-237-1... Two three seven five two three zero. That's the number to call if you want to get your. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I'm blaming twelve twelve. That's the number to call if you want to get your thoughts and insights, his uh, opinions on the air. Hit us up on the email at pastorlorenzoneal at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at prophesy. Follow us, like our Facebook page, Zira Network on Facebook, and subscribe to the show. Listen, you get updates and uh, all kinds of things. We're, Redoing the blog, so we have a lot more going on as time progresses. But yeah, well, it's twelve, twelve, twelve. Now, uh, 
A lot of people are looking at it different ways. And, you know, to me, honestly, it's just another Wednesday. It's just another Wednesday. But um, for some other people, you know, we're, they're, they're saying we're nine days away from the end. <laughs> nine days away from the end of the world. We are, uh, you know, just floating. In, you know, they, They're just expecting all kinds of crazy stuff. And some people, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot going on today, you know. I think. For my red, the day is one of the biggest day for weddings. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, those who are, who practice alternative religions, uh, I guess you could say, or follow the light kind of stuff. You know, um, they they're watching in the skies, <laughs> the stars. And all that other kind of stuff. It's twelve, twelve, twelve. Uh, think about this. You know, this only happens once a millennium. And think about the the first ten years of the last millennium. You know, in one thousand, you had one thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand three, one thousand four, one thousand. Yeah, yeah, so forth, so forth, so on. And it's just interesting, you know. One, 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 one. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, yeah, we won't be able to say next year it'll be 2013, and there's no 13, which is unlucky. Some people consider it unlucky anyway. So, uh, so you know, I, I, I don't know what you know. The Bible doesn't talk about this kind of stuff. The Bible isn't big, uh, on this. And and the matter of fact, you know, it could be considered what Paul wrote. You know, the the. Foolish wise table fables and stuff like that, and that we should avoid in the vain philosophy that he wrote to Timothy about. I I, I think it's fun. Uh, now, now the thing here's the thing, but the Bible is is does have in the Old Testament in particular, you know, that devils a lot in numerology and the the meaning of numbers, and and of course that's still uh, in the uh, uh, tradition of Kabbalah. Uh, Kabbalah um uh, Jewish sect and that that um that form of Jewish mysticism numerology is big and of course the number 12 is significant uh for for us as Christians it's significant because uh you know uh, not because of the 12 days of Christmas <laughs> no but you know we equate that with uh the 12 disciples and you know 12 tribes of of Judah and, um I mean, twelve tribes of Israel, uh, not twelve tribes of of Judah, but the twelve tribes of Israel. Um, so you know that it is a significant number. And uh, let me pull this real quick up. It, it's fact here. I mean, I was reading some of these things, and I was having, I was just having fun. But think about it. Um, uh, this morning, uh, there was at one twenty one. O two, <laughs> you know, uh, one one twenty one O two this morning. It was twelve twelve twelve, and they celebrated that second, which marks a date time combination, and can be read the same way forwards and backwards. <laughs> twenty twelve 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 twenty one O two. Yeah, I just hey, that's for those uh, guys who just. Too deep in the numbers. Uh, think about this. Um, uh, what was I just reading? Hold on. Give me a second here. Oh, yeah. 
today, December the 12th, 2012, is exactly six years, six months, six days away from June 6, 2006, <laughs> which was, y'all remember that, 666. <laughs> and I, I, remember, I, I remember hearing the paranoia about that, you know, the 666 thing, and, and now we're here at the 121212 thing, and you divide that by two, you get 666, so, yeah, you know, crunch the numbers. Let let me look out the window of the studio and see if there's a yeah I don't see the Antichrist I, <laughs> uh, I don't see I don't have the mark of the beast um but my puppy uh, Jackson is enjoying uh, well you know he doesn't have the mark of beast he just marks up everything else that's a whole different thing anyway so uh six six days six years six months six days from from 2006 that's pretty cool um and, you know just you know i'm reading all these facts about of course the number 12 but you know uh the significance of it but i i just here's one story that caught my my ear i don't know if i can pronounce this right but all right is it kim or clam maria uh, I, I can't say it, but anyway uh we'll be turning 12 She's she's out of uh, this person out of Birmingham, Alabama. Just happened to have you know uh, uh, this is cool. Birmingham, Alabama. She will be turning twelve, age twelve, at twelve twelve p.m. today on twelve twelve twelve. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And of course, I have a lot of friends who are celebrating their birthday uh, today, twelve twelve twelve. And one of my friend's daughter, uh, it's, it's her birthday today but uh according to this information i'm reading right here you can you can check this out on this interesting facts uh um uh, what's the name of this website here uh rt dot com and it's giving pretty much um, um good information but uh says that approximately 267 babies are born every minute and many of those will share the same moment in their respective time time zone. So today there will be babies born at twelve 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 p.m. and in, according to my watch, two two minutes will be eleven twelve, which means that on the East Coast it's it'll be twelve twelve. <laughs> so hey, uh, I don't know what you plan to do. Well, you know how you're gonna remember your moment at twelve 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 on twelve twelve twelve. That's gonna be cool. So anyway. A lot of marriages are uh, in Singapore and where's this other place? Uh, Hong Kong and Singapore. Uh, they're doing these massive weddings. Uh, for some reason, uh, people believe this is uh, one of the most romantic days uh, of the millennium, and um, so they're getting they're choosing to get married. Uh, hey, more power to them. And people are praying for peace. Uh, on today, um, and, and you know, of course, I'm praying a, a lot of peace for a lot more stuff. <laughs> but you know, the significance of this day is, is very memorable, and, and you know, I'm glad to have been able to, I'll be able to say to my descendants that, you know, at the turn of the 21st century, I was able to observe all those key. Singular dates, you know, you know, January first, two thousand one, February second of two thousand two, 
and so forth, March the 3rd, 2003, and um, all the way down to uh, December the 12th of 2012, you know. And how, yeah, how would you memorize, I mean, how, how, how do you plan, how can you make this day memorable, you know? Uh, the world is not falling apart. Uh, the electromagnetic field of the earth has not gone out of out of whack, and you know things aren't falling from the sky. Planes aren't falling. Uh, I, you know, I, I think about it. since we're supposedly nine days away from the end of the Mayan cal- calendar, and death and destruction is just ahead of us. I got on my Skype. If, if you if you if you go to my Skype page, you, you, you see I'm preparing for Doomsday 2012. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't. I'm just having a little fun with these guys. Yo, just bear with me. I know it's silly. It's silly, but some people are taking this very serious. Uh, you know, there are those who are using this as a means of religious experience. Uh, there are those who are may is, may change their life. You know, just this day may change their life, and, and you can't can't fault them for. For that, you know, the question is, how can we, if we're believers, how can we use that to our advantage? How can we use this this significant day? It won't happen again for another thousand years. How can we uh, maximize our efforts to and engage the people with Christ, the gospel of Christ, in this day? You know, in this day, at this hour, at this moment. Um, how can we maximize? That's a good question. You know, I think you should think about that. Ask yourself, how can you maximize? You got, uh, you still have twelve hours. <laughs> Some of you will have twelve hours left in the day to, you know, to to figure it out and to put in some type of action plan to get it done. Anyway, some people have been saying happy twelve, twelve, twelve. I don't, I don't know if what's happy about it. It's another Wednesday, another hump day, and uh, get it done. Whatever you got to get done and celebrate, and, and, you know, do something memorable. Not something too crazy that's over-memorable that gets you in jail. <laughs> but I, I think you should do something memorable. I'm going to do something memorable. Not sure what it is yet, but it's going to be something memorable. So, just throwing that out. Uh, let me see. What else here? Guys, if you have something that, you know, about 12, 12 here. Let us know. We'll be glad to. I sure would be glad to talk talk about it. Uh, one more thing here. Uh, oh yeah, according to Chinese numerology, the number one is a Yang number ruled by the sun. Number two is a Yin number ruled by the moon. It represents symmetry and balance. So today you, you, know, you can have a sense of harmony and balance. Get your yin yang together, not the yin yang twins, <laughs> but the yin and yang balance. Get your chi, your chi together, all that stuff and whatever else, and you know, have fun with the rest of the day. All right, I'm done having a little fun today. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about bad preachers uh, and. Um, should be a little interesting show. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So come back right after this break uh, with uh, all my good nonsense. <laughs> be right back after this. With the Name Your Price tool, you tell us what you want to pay, and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for, like, small stuff. Wow. 
Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot. Great job. Oops. Uh-oh. Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. Call or click today. This was the golf's best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The golf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. I wasn't born to push papers. I was born to push myself. To go where I'm needed. To keep this country safe. I was born with the backbone and brain power to take on any mission. This is my office. I was born ready. GoCoastGuard.com my friends, I want to tell you about an interesting organization I think that you would enjoy supporting. It's called CareNet. CareNet, uh, according to Time Magazine, is a pregnancy centers are playing an important role in uh, why abortion rates are lowered in recent years. That's what Time Magazine says. And, and abortion is probably one of the uh, most divisive issues in this country. But there's hope, and um, CareNet provides a whole pregnancy centers. Uh, thousand, over over a thousand pregnancy centers that offer hope to women facing unplanned pregnancies, and it do they do this by providing practical help and emotional support. And these centers are across America, and they're available, and they're ready, they're running, they're functional, they're staffed, and all of that. And, you know, it's just wonderful. And um, CareNet is a wonderful organization that I'm affiliated with. Uh, matter of fact, I'm an ambassador, a life ambassador with CareNet, and I, I think you would enjoy uh, finding out more about this this organization and supporting. So if you'd like to, simply visit their website, care-net, that's C-A-R-E-N-E-T dot org. That's CareNet, care-net dot org, and look them up. Look it through there, you know, find out about them, and I'm sure you want to support it and become uh, a life ambassador today. That's carenet.org, uh, and it's a wonderful organization that you will enjoy supporting. Is what I'm looking at. When I get a degree, I will make a bigger salary. So now. 
Welcome back to Zero Today again. I'm your host, humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Uh, you should see me. I was had a little groove going on. And, <laughs> uh, Jackson's here in the studio with me. He was looking at me kind of crazy. Now he wants to try to, uh, I'll tell you, you know, don't bring your kids to work. <laughs> Can't get distracting. Anyway, so we're... Well, we're talking today, of course, we were talking about 12 to 12, but we're talking about bad preachers. And um, it's been an interesting headlines in a couple of uh, past couple of weeks about preachers behaving badly. Um, sometimes you wonder, I, I wonder sometimes, what goes on in the mind of preachers? And, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a judgmental way because every person is subject to uh, fault and uh Immoral activity, you know, we we will not like to admit it, but we we all do, and and the scripture says that we all have fallen short, we all have sinned, fallen short of the glory, and well, first step is admitting that. But when you have some things like pastors, you know, stealing from people, or pastors, you know, um, or clergy, um, doing things that basically bring shame on on the church. You have to you have to wonder. So I got a couple of stories, and uh, I I thought I found interesting, and I thought I'd share it with you. Uh, first, going down to Arizona, uh, the first bad pastor of the week out of Surprise, Arizona. That's the name <laughs> all of itself. Surprise, Arizona. Uh, this uh, pastor Dale McFarland, who is the former pastor of Radiant Church in Surprise, Arizona, is being sued. Uh, along with the Arizona District of the Assemblies of God, uh, the nomination, for $6.6 million. And this is what they're being sued for because the pastor, the good reverend, was having sexual relations with a married woman in the church. And if that wasn't bad enough, he was doing it while um, giving counsel counseling to the couple, uh, married couple. So here, here's the story. Uh, he was misleading a married woman to having sex with him. McFarlane told the wife to have sex with him with God's approval and to divorce her husband. The couple, uh, who I'm not going to put out the name, but uh, I, I'm getting this re- report from Black Christian News uh, Network, um, says that the couple claimed that McFarlane breached his duty as pastor and counselor when he began manipulating a vulnerable wife for his personal perverted sexual pleasures. And, and you know, now, this is nothing new. Uh, I'm sure if any of my listeners, I'm sure you've heard or know of some pastor that has taken advantage of uh, their members in some capacity, uh, sexually. Uh, uh you know when when women come to pastor, well, women come to a, pr- a pastor, or when anyone comes to pastor, because I I I am I am aware of stories where women pastors were engaging in immoral, you know, irresponsible activity with male members, you know, engaging in sexual relations with male members at, at vulnerable point during vulnerable points uh, in their life. And so this this couple comes to the pastor for for counseling, and the the pastor manipulates the wife. And this is what he said. This listen, uh, 
The pastor tells the wife that her husband was dangerous, and he convinced her to change the locks at their house. He convinced her to send him, you know, pornographic pictures of herself. They exchanged messages, you know, pornographic messages. They exchanged nude photos. They exchanged all kinds of stuff. And then eventually he ended up manipulating her to having sex with him uh, in at the church. Now, which you know, manipulation is one thing, consent is another thing. The question is always, uh, where is that line drawn between consent and manipulation? And... Of course, no. Uh, we none of us can judge the pastor. We can surely, we can surely judge the actions of the pastor as being inappropriate, out of order, and certainly ungodly. You know, certainly ungodly. But, I, but when I read about the li- a little bit more about the background of the pastor in, uh, mentioned here in this in this particular article, uh, you know, he had a he was a man of wealth and influence and affluence as well as influence and you know he he walked away from the job I, I believe he said he was a wall street investor or something to that nature he was involved in uh involved in money in financially so, arena somewhere and you know had a comfortable living walked away then and uh doesn't say whether he started the church or was hired by the church but either way he becomes a pastor and 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 here's the thing about you know when you when you walk away from things of that nature, and you come into pastoral ministry, and and you have no sense of accountability. And while while the assemblies guys, I'm very familiar with them. They they have a structure of accountability. They do have that. I mean, it's not as strict as some uh, denominations, but or but it's there. And and yet. What happens then is that there's this sense of you know uh entitlement there's this sense of uh, ego there's this sense of uh, whatever you can think of i i'm I'm running out of adjectives, <laughs> but uh, all of this stuff plays into this you know this guy's is this persona pastor persona that they can do this and get away with it. And um, it not influence their ministry in some some way, not de- cause conflict in their ministry some way. But so, but either way, uh, they go through this process, and I don't know. It doesn't say how long it lasts. It doesn't say um, if she tried to escape it or not. It doesn't say how aware the husband was. But apparently, you know, of course, the couple reported it. And doesn't say what the actions of uh, their uh, Assembly of God leadership did, but whatever it was, apparently was it was insufficient to the point where they had to sue or they chose to to file a civil suit. Well, six point six million dollars. And the other thing I I was just reading as I was getting back to the story that this guy was affiliated with Rick Warren. He had a you know he was a part of Rick Warren's purpose driven campaign a purpose driven life purpose driven church and so the offset the, the offset of his immorality is now questioning causing critics to question um uh, Rick Warren's um 
uh, purpose-driven whole thing, you know, because they're saying it, while it it helps persons define what they need to do or desire to do, it does not uh, help a person come to repentance for their sin. And as this pastor, according to them, the critics, uh, this pastor demonstrates that by being able to uh, act immorally and and still promote this purpose-driven life and purpose-driven church. And of course, you know, you can't you can't harp on Rick Warren because of the actions of this individual even if there is an association, you can't do that. That's just not justified. There will be some who would do that. But that is not justified. What is justifiable though is to call into accountability uh, you know, saying if you're going to teach this purpose-driven life or teach this purpose-driven church, then you must emphasize that purpose-driven life, purpose-driven church first begins with repentance. Because when Jesus came onto the scene, even John the Baptist, when they came on the scene, they were not they were not teaching change your life. They were they were preaching and teaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um that's not a popular message, you know. I, I still have challenges having to know that I have to repent. Of of things, it's 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 not the it's not the easiest thing to do to acknowledge that repentance is necessary and a prominent part of the gospel message. You cannot preach the gospel message without first preaching uh, preaching repentance. Now, what does that all have? To, what does all this have to do with this guy's immorality and his behavior? Uh, indirectly. It says that he wasn't focusing on, uh, you know, he was focused, indirectly says he was focusing on building a better life for people, which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But in building a better, and as being a pastor and, and getting your people to build better lives for themselves and their families and even for the church, you must emphasize the love of God. That is shed abroad from the heart of God through repentance. When we repent of our sins, God, when we confess our sins and repent of our sins, God cleanses us from all unrighteousness. God establishes a, a new connection between us. His righteousness becomes our righteousness. He sanctifies us. He keeps us from falling before him uh, and stumbling. And he's excited to be able to do that, you know, and that's a wonderful thing to know that God is excited about keeping us from falling in. And as uh, Paul writes to the Corinthian church, there's a way of escape, you know, and God will allow us to see it uh, uh, and be able to see that. And you, you know, like the folks say, he won't put more on you than you can bear. No, that's, that's, that's not true. That's not what the scripture says. He'll put, yeah, he knows what you can bear, but with everything that you're going through, he makes sure that you're also aware of the means of getting out, the means of escape, the means of being empowered so that you'll be able to uh, get out of the the snare of the enemy. So, yeah. Um, take a quick break. And when I come back, we have a, uh, I have another story we're sharing. Uh, a poll that was re- a recent released Gallup poll about what some people think about uh the integrity and honesty of their clergy persons. And so um we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be 
Be back right after this. Hey friends, if you're in the Jackson, Mississippi area, I would like to take the time to invite you to join myself and the New Bethel AME Church family for a wonderful series of home group studies that we are engaging. Studies include topics such as asking God your hardest questions. Other topics will be discovering every man's battle dealing with sexuality and sexual sins for men. So there's so many other things that we're involved in. And I'd like to take the time just to invite you to come out to New Bethel AME Church in 2202 Decatur Street, Jackson, Mississippi, and join us for these and many other wonderful classes and opportunities just to share in God's Word. Um, always welcome to come, and we'd love to have you there. As New Bethel, come on out and share a time of fellowship and study and insight with us. Thank you. Thrilling 1080p HD movie. My beef isn't with you, Lewis. Sensational effects like selective color in HD movie and stills. And amazing photo quality that packs a Nikon punch. Okay, guys. You're a natural. The Nikon D5100, a DSLR so versatile, we shot this whole commercial with it. The compact D5100. And check out the waterproof, freeze-proof, shot-proof Coolpix AW100. You've heard the saying, clothes make the man. Used to be that way with suits. Wear one and you'd start to think like one. Wall Street before Main Street, profit before people. Well, that's changing. I mean, look around. You see a lot more guys wearing the suits. They're not thinking like suits. What it comes down to is this. Today, you don't have to be one to wear one. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. It's our favorite, yours and mine, because we found it together on a walk, 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 love to walk, a long walk, a a walk with you, a walk I smelled squirrels on, but I stayed by your side because I could tell, could feel that you had a bad day and me being bad wouldn't make it any better, but being there was already helping a little anyway, and then we found that wonderful thing waiting there, waiting for you and me. And you smiled and threw it. And I decided right when I picked it up, I would never, ever leave it anywhere. Ever. Because that wonderful, bouncy, roll-around thing had made you play. And that had made you smile. Put more play in your day. Beneful. Play. It's good for you. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Welcome back to Zero Today. I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Again, we're glad that you're here. Glad you're listening. We appreciate it. Uh, 
I was reviewing the stats, and we have maxed out. We are averaging, this show is averaging over a thousand listeners every week. And I, guys, I, I, I got to say so much thanks. I'm grateful. I appreciate uh we we've maxed out at at five thousand for the month uh, uh for since uh November the October November period so man guys keep listening keep uh subscribing if you miss a live show you can catch the archive show leave us a concept, uh uh leave us a comment we appreciate it we appreciate all the comments we appreciate it uh drop a line again follow the show on or follow the uh like the page on Facebook. That's what I was trying to say. Like the page on Facebook, Zero Network. Um, when you fall in, uh, when you get on Blind Talk Radio, subscribe, and you get all the updates and everything. Like that. Anyway, we appreciate it so much. We're glad. We're glad. Anyway, we're talking about uh, bad pastors, and we were talking about this pastor down in Arizona who, uh, I don't know how he did it, but got a married woman to have relations with him, and now he's being sued by that couple for $6 million. Six point six million dollars, and it's just interesting. But uh, 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 it, you know, I I think about pastors and being a pastor and being a single pastor. Uh, the the means of singing against God is greatly increased when we put ourselves in the fray of trying to be something we can't. I'm not saying that this was the case of this past, but I'm just speaking for myself. You know, when I try to do, when I try to be more than what I am, I find myself, I, I found myself to have fallen uh, into sin more. And it may not be the case for everybody. I'm just saying, you know, it's easier when we're more, when we're more aware of our abilities as pastors, where we fall short um, in our personal life. You know, you know, our secret sins, as, as David said, Lord, cleanse me from my secret sins, and you know, we, the things we don't want to admit to. Uh, that's that's a prevalent part of the church, and when those things become public, as in the case of Eddie Long, as in the case of uh, Creflo Dollar with his daughter, as in the case where I, you know that's a bad example. Creflo was a bad example, you know. That's that child just need a butt whipping. Um, uh, the pastor in uh, Hammond, I, Indiana, you know, who was involved with a teenager, and, and the stories can go on and on and on. We hear, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we're almost becoming immune to them now, just like you know, kind of becoming immune to the, the shootings and reports of shootings and massive shootings and things like that. Um, it it is. Um, it's one thing to it's one thing to to shepherd the flock of God, but it's another thing to manipulate them to get what you want, which leads into the second story that uh, I, I was find, I found again. Also, the source comes from uh, Black Christian News uh, in Pennsylvania. A pastor has been removed from his church because of committing fraud, and this is a very sad case of fraud because he was raising money for his wife who he claimed to have had who claimed to have cancer uh, reverend eugene b lewis uh out of pennsylvania said tuesday he and his wife have been accused of holding a fundraiser to raise money that was supposedly earmarked to pay for a cancer treatment but the uh the church officials have question whether she was really sick or not. 
and and it's it's pretty interesting, you know, uh, you know, in a benevolent fund. Well, you know, most churches have benevolent funds, and uh, most pastors. I, I I'm assuming most pastors don't have access to that fund, but they should be distributing. You know, at least authorizing where it's distributed. But when you when you use this this great sickness of cancer, and as a way of lining your pockets, you know that that's just sad. Especially when you're a pastor. Now you got on. The, the, we're already seen as begging, please, you know, people or hustlers or or, or you know we just take money and and. You know the bad stuff. Whatever you can think about it. Uh, that's a, that's the the average person's perception of preacher, particularly the black preacher. Uh, more, I, I can't speak for other but I know particularly black preacher. You know, their perception of of us is that you know we either want to be rich, we already rich, or well, that's just just those two. We either want to be rich, and we try, you know, like like Fifty Cent, we go get rich or die trying, or we already are wealthy, and just using the church to further our means of accumulating wealth. And guarantee there are preachers out there who their whole purpose is just using the ministry for money, for uh, filthy lucker, you know. You know, and God speaks woe to them, as, as Paul writes, you know. It, it's hard, and, and even you said, even for those who aspire, who are wealthy, it's, it's hard for them to get the kingdom of heaven. He said, these are a camel, go through the eye of the needle. And, and of course, you know, we use that quite a bit. But when you understand the, the in context, when you look at the, the seriousness of what he was talking about and how he presented it, you know, as pastors, we should be about money. We understand it does take money, you know. Money operates things, you know, it takes money to do all of that. But to manipulate your people by, or defraud your people by using a sickness to get money, that's, that's, that's one that it shows you don't have a shepherd's heart. And of course, you know, um, there may be other things involved. But um, you just you, it's wrong. It's wrong on so many levels, and uh, I'm sure the staff members. I don't know how long they went. Uh, you know, questioned it. I don't know how they questioned it. But you know, like wait a minute, something's up. And of course, there are criminal charges now that are being pressed against uh, uh, both the the couple, the the husband, the pastor, and his wife. For uh for this fraudulent behavior, and you, you got to think about how does this affect the flock of God? How does this, you know, when you when you're trying to draw people into the community of faith, you know, the house of faith, the household of faith, and, and you want to tell people that we are the called out ones, we are transformed people who are not conformed to the world, and yet they see this kind of fraudulence going on. They see this going on. And, and I have a lot of persons who are non-religious. And some have so far said that they're atheists. Of course, I doubt that. They have 
they're more agnostic than atheists. Uh, they do have an idea. Uh, you know, they do have a, an awareness of their need, the need for God in their life. They, they, they also don't believe that there's a need for church in their life, and especially when you disseminate, uh, you know, disseminate some type of behavior such as this. And think about the time, you know, think about, you ever been at the church where they raise these offerings and they make this big plea, say, we, we need this much, you know, we, we fell short of our goal, We, but they never tell you what the goal is, you know, they say, we need, we need about 200 more dollars and we'll reach our goal, and they never tell you what the goal is, nor do they tell you what the purpose of the goal is, <laughs> you know, you, you're the offering. And you're you're giving free will already, and then to have someone say uh, your free will offering isn't sufficient for whatever they're trying to do, and they never tell you what they're trying to do. That in itself is fraud. And I've been in a lot of churches, you know, they, they start <laughs> when they call for the offering, they start off at the big number, you know, the three digit number. <laughs> Actually, I've been at one church where they start out saying, we need people who, we need, I believe the Lord is saying me, there's five people in here who can give a thousand dollars. And then, you know, they go down, there are 20 people in here who can give 500. There are 10 people in here, you know, there are 100 people in here who can give a hundred dollars, so forth and so on. And, you know, they they do all that without even telling you the purpose of Raising the funds, you know, you know you're in the church service, but they say they don't have a, a designated goal. That's fraud in itself, you know, and it's not as bad as this pastor and the wife, his wife uh, conniving people and using cancer to do so. It, no, it's not that bad, but it, it's along the same lines. It's all about principle, man. It, you know, it's about principle. You got don't have principle, you don't have anything. Which leads me to this last topic, you know. I got a few more minutes and um, deal with this while while it's fresh. Um, there was a Gallup poll that was released. There was a Gallup poll that was released uh, not long ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and was reported in Christianity Today. And this Gallup poll asked persons. Um, hold on, I just had it for a second. Uh. Who do people regard as the most ethical person in their lives? What profession? What profession do people think has the most honest and ethical individuals working in it? And uh, you would be surprised what the number one answer, the number one, number two answer was. And I guarantee you, it was. It is in a helping profession, but it ain't what it ain't the clergy. It ain't the preachers. People, uh, according to the according to the Gallup poll finding, um, most Americans, for most Americans, uh, the Gallup poll indicates that most for most Americans, uh, uh, the people they found to be the most ethical and honest in their professions is not uh, a pastor or a clergyman; it's a nurse or a pharmacist. Wow! And I'm like, whoa, wow! And I, 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 you know what? I know about the pharmacists. My dad's a pharmacist, and, and you know, my dad is, you know, he's straight ahead. He, <laughs> he's straight ahead when it comes to, you know, ethical 
being correct, you know, making sure that he acts according to the ethics of his uh, profession, and he's a pastor, you know, so that that makes him doubly aware of his responsibility and obligations to act in act in an ethical manner. But the the study said that um, when asked about uh, honesty and ethical standards, twenty di- out of twenty two different professions, out of twenty two different professions, eighty five percent of Americans ranked nurses as very high or high, and uh, which is about three quarters of those who responded, and um, the rest ranked uh, pharmacists who came about the same, uh, same about the same, but when it came to us preachers. Here's the only 52, uh, uh, matter of fact, 50, 52% said that they think uh, we are honest and have integrity. And uh, it was actually down that's two points higher than it was in 2009 when they did the similar a similar survey. So, there, I mean, while there is a growing consensus that preachers are doing their best to become more ethical and honest, the overwhelming uh, a lot of people still think that we aren't. The question is, how do we change that? I don't know. Other than just being real and 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 being transparent, that's the only way you can be. That's the only way you can change the perception of people. You, you know, when it comes to handling the money. Uh, in my case, I'm very much aware of the funds and what they go for uh, at, at the church, uh, and try to I try to use. Um, uh, integrity in my personal, my personal affairs, as well as, as well as the affairs of the church, and operating transparency. So, focus. No, you know, this is what we raise. This is what it's going for, and this is how you're uh, participating in helping us accomplish what we need to accomplish. And we're big on fiscal, as as AME, we're big on fiscal uh, reporting. You know, we know we got a budget to meet every every pastor, every pastor when they go to the church. They know the biggest thing that they're gonna have is raising the budget, and uh, or you know the money to pay their assessments uh, to the Episcopal district and the Connectional Church. You know all these other churches. You know Baptist folk, you know, uh, congregation they ain't gotta worry about that, but we do. And so it's really difficult when the perception is that the preacher doesn't have integrity and the preacher is acts in an unethical manner. And when you have stories like the ones we mentioned today, you know, a couple committing fraud and a pastor manipulating uh, a married woman doing counseling, uh, that sends a very, very bad image of the lack, uh, or, or better yet, it, it says that we lack integrity. And while these stories are publicized, these stories are the ones that make news, uh, it goes on everywhere. And you know, only one prominent um, pastor that I read happened to be prominent you know, through affiliation with another prominent minister. But thinking about the, uh, you know, I, I know of, uh, of smaller churches. Uh, one church, uh, uh, lady pastor there, and you know she was she was raising money and for all kinds, having all kinds of programs, and you know inviting all kinds of people to come and, you know, presenting the church as being very, very, very needy. And the members were like, well, 
if we're such, you know, we're having all these programs and we're constantly, constantly in need, even though, you know, they know they're surplusing. They, they, well, they assumed they were surplusing. They were wondering where was the money. Well, it turned out that 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 lady, pastor, was, you know, embezzling the money, funneling the money from the church and into her own pocket and, matter of fact, into her own account. And they weren't even aware of that. And, of course, that she was disciplined and removed. Uh, and, and that was a small church, a small struggling church. And so it, it's happening across the stratus of the church, atmosphere, you know, church environment, not just at the big church, you know, not not just at the church where it's obvious that some pastors are pimping. You know, I was reading a report and, and, um, about pastors, certain pastors in Nigeria where there are churches being bombed. There are. Uh, Church members losing their lives, and these pastors are living a, a life of opulence with jet, well, planes and expensive homes, while the members barely make enough to to live, to eat. And these members are faithfully supporting their pastors and not seeing a, a return on their faithfulness. And with things like that, you know. And that's in Nigeria, you know, so those guys are learning from here in the States. But the question is, how do we change that mindset? How do we affect the people? How do we change the pastors to become more, less of a hireling, as Jesus said in, in, in uh, John 10, you know, this guy's a hireling. You know, he's not going to watch out for the wolf. He's not going to watch out the sheep. But how can they be like the good shepherd? The one who hears the voice of God, the one who the sheep know and will follow. How can be like? How can they be like that one shepherd who left his ninety nine just to go pursue one, the one that was lost? And I, I think once we begin to have pastors who have that kind of heart, we'll see less and less of issues and things like this. And believe me, I'm not immune to it. I'm not going to put myself out there as the one who's immune to it. I'm, I'm quite sure. That I'll be presented with challenges like this. God forbid that I uh, should fall into those kind of things. Uh, you know, I pray that, as I said before, that I be aware of moments of escaping. Hope, pray. Uh, you know, I won't even have to endure such uh, such temptations, such action, or anything like that. But you know, for those who are, if you know your pastor doing that, if you know your pastor may be, you know, lacking in that area of integrity. Uh, you can do, you know, you can you can pray for him. You can pray for him. You can bring it to his awareness that you know, like I had a, one of my loving members do. I had a member come to me when I was in 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 some um, inappropriate relationship. She uh, members came to me and said, "Look, Pastor, we know what you're going through, but we we're looking out for you, and we only want what's best for you. And this right was was." What you are pursuing is not best for you, and it's going to end up hurting you. And when you, when those people came to me expressing a desire to see me act righteously, it, that changed quite a bit. Not only you know did it knock some sense into my head, but it prevented a great you know prevented a lot of headache and and heartache that I, I probably would have experienced had I not had that intervention. And you know it wasn't done. It wasn't done. In in a way that was embarrassing to me, it was done in a way that was empowering. 
empowering to me, and I, I'm still grateful to that those people at that church to this day. They just don't know uh, how much they did to help me become uh, more aware of the importance of integrity and the need for me to walk in that. All right, so we're about out of time. I've I've rambled and stumbled, <laughs> but we made it through the show, guys, and, and you know. I'm going to go do something memorable for 12, 12, 12, <laughs> at 12, 12, on 12, 12, 12. So uh, we want to make you, you know, enjoy the rest of the day. Do something memorable. Do something to glorify God. Say a word to edify his people. Do an act of kindness to make, you know, make the day memorable. Say that you did something on this day that changed somebody's life, that impacted somebody's life, that empowered somebody to do something that they were not able to do, that liberated somebody's soul and changed their world. You can do it. You don't need anybody to make you do it. You can do it because the God in you, the God who loves you, the God who keeps you is the God who will enable you to do so. So on that note, we say today, we say farewell. We say happy 12, 12, 12. We say all that other stuff. Whatever else I I can't remember or just choose not to. (laughs) But uh, we're going to let this show go and and we look forward. We won't be airing next week, but next time we come back, we will wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all that other stuff. Till then, this is Pastor Rachel Neal. You can listen to this video today. God bless you. Peace.